Hey, everybody, it's Melinda Russell with Let's Talk Racing. Oh, sorry, it's not Let's Talk. Start over. I'm going to start over, Kelly. Okay. I do two shows, and I just was like, oh, my gosh. Okay, I'll cut that out. Hey, everybody, Melinda Russell with the Women's Motorsports Network podcast. And my guest today is Kelly Kugler. And, Kelly, I'm going to let you tell us a little bit about yourself, and uh, then we'll get started on the podcast and find out how you got involved in motorsports. So why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Well, th first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, I was born and raised in Clearwater, Florida. I moved to Daytona Beach about three and a half years ago. Um, I wanted to be closer to the Speedway, um, follow my passion for motorsports. So I figured this would be a good place to start. Um, so I recently graduated from the University of North Florida with my bachelor's degree in sport management, um, two minors, marketing and leadership. I currently work for NASCAR Racing Experience based in Daytona. So we provide rides and drives to customers in um, stock cars set up very similar to NASCAR style. Um, so it's really exciting getting to play with race cars all day. Mm -hmm. um, I think my passion for motorsports really came from my dad. Um, I was raised by my dad, single father. So obviously we had a lot of sports going on in our house, um, NASCAR and football Sundays all the time. Mm -hmm. um, my first race was actually the 50th Daytona 500 and from then on, I was hooked. I've been to many races since then. Um, Talladega, Daytona. We love super speedways. So we yeah. spend a lot of time there. Um, so it's just really a dream to be able to work at a prestigious track like Daytona. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, that would be a dream job working there for so many people. And you know, there's only a handful that get to do that. So you're very lucky. And I'm I'm glad that we connected so we could find out more about what you do for sure. So um, you and your dad love motorsports, love football. That sounds like a very familiar story. I hear that a lot. Um, you know, it's nice that racing brings us together with our families in so many ways. And I see so many fathers and daughters who really connect through NASCAR or motorsports. And so you've lived that as well. And um it's a, it's a nice sport for fathers and daughters to, to come together with. Absolutely. Definitely. So you loved motorsports probably that was well, 25 years ago, if it was the 50th Daytona. And so, um, right. About 25 years ago, would it have been? That probably? was in 2008. So oh, 2008. So about 15 years ago, 15 years ago. So they didn't have the Daytona 500 right from the start of NASCAR, I would assume then. Right. So, <laughs> so 15 years ago and from the time that you first went to, went to your first race until now, what's kind of been your path of getting to where you are? Well, it really started, I graduated high school um, in 2017 had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do. So I started out at a community college, just pursuing my associate's degree, taking the basic core classes. Um, and I was getting up to my final semester there. 
So I really needed to decide what I wanted to continue to pursue. So I thought long and hard about the cliche of if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Mm -hmm. So I narrowed down what my passions were. And I looked into NASCAR and jobs within the industry, um, saw what the requirements were and started working on that right away. Yeah. And that that's a smart thing to do. At least, you know, you, you didn't spend a lot of time in college and then had to go back and redo a lot of it. You first found out what you needed to do and then you went and, and did that. And so when did you graduate from college? December of 2022. Okay. So recently, just yeah. not that many months ago. And did you have any kind of internship or anything in motorsports? I actually did my internship with NASCAR Racing Experience. Um, I've been working there since about April 2021, and I moved up quickly, and there was an opportunity to be the assistant operations manager for the location. So I stepped into that role in about April of 2022, and I needed to do my internship during the last semester of college. So since I was already in the motorsports industry and fairly high up for somebody yeah. my age, I figured that I would just stay there. And mm -hmm. I was actually the first person to ever do an internship um, through my school with NASCAR racing experience. So okay. I hope that that's an influence for others and they continue on that path. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully they'll let others do that now that it's happened already. You kind of broke the ground for that and they, it went well. And so that's a, that's a good thing. So you're working for the racing experience. Mm -hmm. Tell me what that is. I know what it is, but tell my <laughs> listeners what that is. Yeah. So in short, it is providing ride alongs um, and, or driving yourself in a stock car that's set up not as high tech, I guess, as NASCAR now, but very similar. Um, we're on 15 tracks nationwide, Daytona, Talladega, Atlanta, and then, you know, of course, out West, Vegas, Phoenix. Um, we do a lot, especially during championship week in Phoenix and around um, the Daytona 500 in February. It's That's when business really booms for us. Um, it's a lot of fun. It is a bucket list item for most of our customers. Mm -hmm. So it's really inspiring to be a part of that, you know, and watch the expression on the customer's faces when they get out of the race cars. Yeah, for sure. So I did, that was kind of a bucket list for me. And before my son passed away, he wanted to do the, he wanted to be the driver. He was a race car driver. So he wanted to do where he could drive. And then he purchased the one where I could ride along. And so mm -hmm. we did that. And I be believe it might've been the Richard Petty driving experience, but I yeah. think they're all the same probably or connected somehow. And, um, and so he did, he did that. That was one of his bucket list items. And then, uh, you know, I got in and I should have asked them that day how fast we were going because it didn't see, I mean, I know we were going way faster than I'd ever gone before, but I don't, know how fast that was and it didn't seem that fast and I was just sitting there and I had my arm on the you know up here just relaxing and enjoying the drive and 
and the guy driving looked over at me and he said, are you okay? And I said, oh, can we go faster? And he said, no. (laughs) (laughs) So I enjoyed it. Um, So about how fast do they typically go? For the ride-alongs, typically 165 to 170. Yeah. So see, that's a pretty, pretty um, speedy car there. Way yeah. faster than I'd ever ridden before, but I loved it. And I I could easily have gone faster and not been scared because yeah. I had a lot of confidence in the guy that was driving. Yeah. So what is what what is your position there now and what does that entail? So right now um, in Daytona, I am the assistant operations manager. So right under our operations manager, um, I assist him and overseeing the day-to-day operations of this location. Um, I work on the staffing as well. Um, We have a lot of dates in the summer in Daytona, so it's crazy, but um, just making sure that, you know, I'm treating the staff fair with the amount of hours that they're looking for. Um, And keep in mind that it is very hot here in the summer, so I have to break that up as well. Right. Um, I actually plan on moving up to Charlotte, North Carolina here in the next few months. So I do know that there are some opportunities within the company. Um, Our headquarters actually is in Concord. So Mm -hmm. reach out and see if I can intertwine in that way some bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, that that's exciting. And and so. What I love about what you do, and and so far what you've told me is that um, you're you knew that going to school was important because you know I talk to a lot of women, girls, young girls, little girls, and you know NASCAR is a popular subject. Most of them want to be a driver in NASCAR, but I think if that didn't work out, every one of them would take a job in NASCAR. So there's a lot of demand for those jobs, I would think. And I know COVID, you know, we had a big turnover of things and, and that. Um, but I, I think that the fact that you have your foot in the door, you did the internship there, you've obviously moved up quickly. So they see that you have potential for even bigger things. Mm-hmm. What else would be something that you would really be interested in doing if, for NASCAR? Um, if it weren't, Within this company, I would like to pursue something with a race team. Um, I've got a few in mind, but I'm not going to play favorites and name them. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) Um, But really, I mean, administrative work, um, marketing, since that is my minor, I've got a lot of interest in that. Mm -hmm. Um, So eventually I hope to get some experience with that because as good as a degree looks on a resume, the experience is just as important. So that's kind of the stage of life I'm in right now, just trying to learn a lot of different things and apply that to my future. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the more experience you have, like you said, yes, the school looks good, but I'm always been a, a, not a fan of, but I've always kind of thought that the book learning is important, but the experience, you know, firsthand experience of any job teaches you a lot more because sometimes you never do what the things in the book taught you about. 
and I was in the accounting field. And so, you know, a lot of what you learn in college isn't necessarily how it goes when you're doing accounting for somebody. And so, um, you know, that's a good background to have. Uh, you know, there's nothing ever wrong with getting that college education. And even if it's in, um, you know, a type of um, occupation that then you change when you get out, you still have that college degree behind you. And it doesn't, you know, if you'd have gone into accounting and something, but now you're in NASCAR and you have a chance to move, it still looks good. And it was still important that you did that. And so, um, you know, I like younger girls to hear those stories of women who pursued that to decide then what they wanted to do after. And so you're a good role model in that respect for sure, Kelly. Thank you. So what does your dad think about you working for NASCAR? Oh my goodness. He couldn't be more proud. <laughs> I mean, and I'm the only child too. So I think he gets the best of both worlds. Um, I mean, growing up, I wasn't really ever a girly girl. Um, yeah. Instead of getting Barbies for Christmas or my birthday, I got die casts. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's very proud. He actually only lives about 45 minutes from me right now, um, north of Daytona. So we spend a lot of time together. Um, Although we're not together every Sunday to watch the races, we still talk about them. Yeah. Um, and of course, we still go to the races in Daytona as much as we can together. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I knew you were going to say he was very proud because he led you in that direction for sure, down, down that path. One of the questions that I typically ask when we get near the end is, as a little girl, did you play with dolls or cars? And you just answered that, that. You didn't really have a choice. You were no. Kind of <laughs> I hope that I was interested in it for sure. <laughs> Hopefully, you at least had the Barbie car with a Barbie in it. So I, I did, I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. So Kelly, what do you think about women in motorsports? You know, that's what I focus on. That's what I um, promote. Not, be, not because they're more important, but because they have stories to tell, and we often don't hear those stories. Um, you know, we hear about the drivers and the and the people that are, you know, upper management in motorsports and those kind of things. But there's so many women who are juggling family, school, you know, home, um, NAS, you know, racing, whether it be them or their family member. And so um, I focus on women because I want to tell their stories like we're telling yours. So how do you feel about women in motorsports is it is it growing is it something that you would encourage other women to do let's talk about that for a minute yeah i i mean i think over the last few years the world has become definitely more inclusive um mm -hmm. you know accepting women and um different cultures and an industry where maybe it wasn't as accepted before right and i think it's very inspirational for women in motorsports. I mean, one of my biggest idols, I think, is Kelly Earnhardt because she, yes, she has the name, but she also has the drive to really, you know, create junior motorsports or help, you know, with um, the execution of that. So yeah, I, um, I work with a girl, Logan Nizaraka. Mm -hmm. She races in the Arca series. Mm -hmm. um, might've heard her name 
a time. I've had her on the, I've had her on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So I know Logan. Yeah. I work with her um, pretty close, you know, just hearing her story and she's my age too. So she's really a big influence. And I think that women in motorsports is amazing. And I think as it continues to grow, we'll see women maybe in higher positions. Mm -hmm. Um, Right now, I know there's so many moving parts to what we watch on TV, but really all aspects of the industry, I think it's good to have women in it. Yeah. Yeah. um, Logan's been on our show. So she's in in a past episode. If you want to go back and find it, you can find all of our shows on uh, Apple or all those platforms that they have podcasts and she's an amazing young woman. And so um, I bet the two of you are buddies just from little talking to you here. Um, And, and, you know, you're young. And so she's done a lot of things as well um, in her career. And, and I'm sure you can kind of go back and forth with her talking about Kelly. um, You know, she wrote a wonderful book for women, not just women, but, I take it for women. She wrote a wonderful book about her life and, and how she did what she did. And I highly recommend um, the book to anyone. And she's, she's humble about what she's done, but she has a lot of power and a lot of clout in the motorsports industry. And, you know, it takes the, it takes you being successful in your job, being, um, not just good at the job, but good with people because you have to build those relationships and that's important. Um, I had somebody tell me that the reason they got the job that they're doing now Mm -hmm. is because of the relationships they built. It had nothing to do with where they went to school or any of that. It was who did they meet? And, and then, you know, they stayed in touch so that when a position came open, she was the one they thought of. And so that's another thing that, you know, we mentioned about the relationships. And so you've, you've done that already at your job with Logan. Um, what's your perspective on, or how do you build relationships with people? I mean, I guess I would consider myself a people person. I enjoy speaking to people and hearing their stories and, their experiences. Um, everybody has their own story. <laughs> so, I mean, I like to think that I'm empathetic, you know, whoever I'm talking to, especially one-on-one, I can relate to them or understand why they're feeling the way that they are um, based off of, you know, things that they've been through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that's, that's really a life lesson that everybody should... Um, Remember that if NASCAR goes away tomorrow or whatever happens, we still have those relationships and those friendships with those people. And that's what I have. That's what I have absolutely been blessed and loved the most about motorsports is the people that I've met and the relationships that I've built and the friendships that I've made. And when you go to an actual race, um, it's like old home week. It's, it's like a reunion because you see some of the same people. And that's the interesting thing I think about motorsports. Um, you know, the Chicago bears play a lot of different teams, but they don't play the same team every week. 
Yet in NASCAR, on you know, most racing series, you're going to race against the same people week after week. So you not only become friends with the other drivers, but also their teams because you see them every time. And so that's the thing, too, about motorsports that is way different than any other sport, for sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I definitely love the fan base of NASCAR. I mean, I've met so many people, whether it's sitting next to them in the grandstands or just talking to them in the infield during the race and exchange phone numbers with them and meet up again with them in six months when the next race is going on, you know, and it's, it's amazing just how much of a community feel you get from going to a race. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and then, you know, it's like, well, can I follow you on Facebook? And then you stay, to, you know, you stay connected through social media and then you really feel like your family more mm -hmm. so than, you know, a lot of other sports for sure. So I know you're part of the Daytona team, but what did you think about the Chicago race? We just endured the rain um, yesterday and the day before I felt so bad for Julie and her team, I think they did from, I didn't go, but I think from everything I saw and heard from people that were there, it was absolutely, she knocked it out of the park. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I do like road courses. Um, so I was excited for this one and I was watching it with my boyfriend last night and just talking about how we've really never seen anything like this in NASCAR. Yeah. I mean, and it's, I hope it's a tradition that they continue to yeah. carry. Um, you know, a few years ago they got, or they moved the uh, Daytona race from July 4th to the end of August. But I think that it would be great for them to incorporate a road course race in a major city every year around mm -hmm. the July weekend. I think a lot of people enjoyed it. I've been um, reading some posts on social media and even people, friends that I have that they don't follow NASCAR. They don't watch it every week, but they thought that it was amazing that they could race downtown in the streets of Chicago. Yeah, I have. I have some friends that live downtown in Chicago, different ones, and they um, were not very excited about it at first. Um, you know, the streets are blocked off, the traffic, but I think that those people then were able to walk to wherever, you know, and watch. And then some of the, ex, you know, like um, experiences, the the suites they had, the areas for food and to watch the, the race. And I heard there was a DJ at the start finish line that played the whole time during the race, green flag and all. And they just did some really fun things and the drivers actually stayed downtown and walked and did things. And so I think, you know, I think the city of Chicago probably doesn't know what hit them over the weekend because there was a lot of activity despite the weather. And so many people when the NASCAR race got started were still there, you know, right. they weren't going anywhere. And that was that was a sign right there that it was a success, regardless of the weather. Right. And even the fans that they were showing yesterday during the race, I think 
they just they looked like not your typical fan base that mm -hmm. you see, especially when they pan on, you know, the fans during the Atlanta race or Talladega or Charlotte. And um, I heard the announcers say that 80 percent of the ticket holders yesterday was actually the first race NASCAR race that they've ever attended. Right. And I right. thought that was great. I mean, I think NASCAR is really trying to take off and um, get into new markets. So mm -hmm. I think that was a great way to execute that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I listened to a lot of podcasts and there was a lot of uh, discussion about how is it going to be a lot of negativity, honestly. And one thing that I knew, if anybody knows Julie Geisy, she's not going to do something halfway. And she pulled it off with her team. Um, you know, the one thing she couldn't control was the weather. But despite that, um I, I just, I, I'm going next year. I'm going next year regardless, because now I've seen what it was like. But when you say they don't look like NASCAR fans, there were almost no shirt, nobody wearing shirts with any kind of NASCAR, anybody on it. Right. And that was the clue right there that a huge percent were not NASCAR fans because we wear our gear when we mm -hmm. go to the races. Yeah. 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 So, but that was fun. And I, I'm anxious to see how many, you know, Michigan's not that far away for some of those people to come. And I'm anxious to see, you know, maybe hopefully they can track some of that. If that helps NASCAR overall and they go to other races. Right. Yeah. yeah especially with um, even having the clash out in LA. Yeah, I think that was a big thing for them. I mean, of course, I'm a little selfish and upset they took it away from Daytona, but yeah. I'm happy to see them trying to expand on their markets. I think that's really important to allow the sport to keep heading in the right direction. Yes, absolutely. So my husband and I stayed in in the Arizona area the last, not this last winter, but the two prior winters. So we went to L.A. to the first clash and I thought it was great. And I wanted to experience that for myself and say that I was there for the first one. I should have gone to Chicago, but I was a little nervous about the crowds and the traffic and how it was going to go. And honestly, now that it rained so much, I'm really not sorry <laughs> that I stayed home. But I do want to go see it in person. I want to experience that in person. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. So you're still young. But at some point, you're going to be able to look back on your career and say, um, I, I made an impact on motorsports by doing this. What would you like that to be? I guess just, and this goes back with the marketing with my degree and what I've just discussed in the last few minutes. I would really like to get in with NASCAR and just continue to propel the sport. Um gain a new fan base and a new appreciation because mm -hmm. you look at the demographics of the race fans um, and most of them have been fans for decades. So right. in the coming decades, I know that that's going to change. And I, of course, I want the sport to stay alive. So figuring out ways to really get into different markets and especially with people my age, they yes. really don't like NASCAR. They're more into F1. Yeah. So I think that that's something that, we're going to have to change. And I'd love to be a part of the change. Yeah. And you know, you're right. And that's interesting, but I think here's what I think why they're into F1 because of the Netflix show. 
So, you know, that propelled, you know, people were watching um, and they felt like, oh, I know this driver. I know that driver. Because honestly, the racing in F1 is not that exciting. The no. same guy wins <laughs> every week, right. you know, and and I I used to watch. I don't even watch because it's like I don't want to see him win every week. I'm not even going to say his name. I don't want him to win every week. And right. not that he's not a good driver and that he's not. I don't mean any of that. It's just I want to tune into a race where I'm not sure who's going to win. Definitely. That's part of the excitement of watching racing. Yesterday, we had no clue who was going to win. No. And nobody would have picked SVG. <laughs> Definitely not me. <laughs> no. And so, you know, so I see why kind of they, and, you know, F1 is the expensive. I mean, all the sports expensive, but to get a ticket to go to an F1 race is prohibitive to a lot of people. Right. To be able to go to a NASCAR race. A lot of times the kids are free, you know, a, a truck or an Xfinity race are a little less expensive than a cup race. But even the cup races, you're going to pay way more to go to a concert than you are to go to a whole weekend of racing. You could buy a whole weekend of racing for one concert ticket. Right. Right. And so we have to get kids your age. I call you kids because you could be my granddaughter. We have to make kids your age realize that they could have a whole weekend of fun and watch three different events. Now we're having concerts and all kinds of other activities during the races. So it's not just go to the race, watch the race, go home. There's other things to do, but we have to get the word out. And, you know, we got to get the word out to women. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do. You know, I'm hoping in 2024 to have some events at some of the tracks to invite and encourage women who've never been to a race to come and experience it. But we have to get the word out. And that's what you need to do to your demographic. I do that to the demographic of my granddaughters. Mm -hmm. You know, my kids are in their 30s. My granddaughters are 20, 18, you know. And so how are we going to do that, Kelly? Just promoting it. I, I mean, social media is huge mm -hmm. right now. And especially for people in my generation, I mean, that's TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, sort of, not so much. Um, and I, I'm seeing that a lot with race teams now even is really promoting their presence on social media TikTok, trying to reach that younger fan base. Yeah. Um, and I think we can do the same with women, um, you know, in Women's History Month or just events like that. And especially focusing on the women who are in motorsports, because that's going to influence yeah. the next generation. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got some great young drivers coming up, you know, um, poor Haley. She's kind of the lone wolf right now in nascar but um as far as drivers but we've got some girls in arca that are really fantastic drivers we've got some some girls that are not in that level yet but they're pretty exciting to watch and to follow and so they're coming 
we just have to get the word out and we have to say, hey, have you noticed Katie Hedinger? She's one of my favorites. She's from Michigan and she's becoming quite quite a, a well-known and, and excellent driver. So Kelly, you and I have to get the word out among all of our friends and everybody to do that. So, and yeah. I, I know, I know that we both do and, and that's our passion for sure to, to do that. Have you had any obstacles or anything as far as being a woman in motorsports? Um, something, you know, has it been a benefit or has it not been a benefit to you? Um, I would say that my age actually plays uh, more of a, an obstacle on me than my gender does. Um, I work with the majority of people at work are men. Um, but we've got a few women. I can probably count them on one hand, maybe mm -hmm. two, but, um, it's just, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a struggle right now with the gender aspect, of it, which is great. I think that we just need more women to be present. And I can't yeah. speak on a professional level. I know I understand what Logan goes through and I know that she's fallen on some hard times in um, recent years, but she's doing a great job now. She's yeah. promoting herself. She's, I believe has more races scheduled this year yeah. with Orca than she ever has. So any right. chance I get, I'm rooting for her, promoting her, even on my own social media page. Yeah trying to get the word out to my friends, you know, to yeah. really keep an eye out for women in motorsports. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and she's doing some um, broadcasting too, I believe. I haven't caught up with her lately. So okay. I so I think she's been though. doing a little bit of um, maybe pit reporting and cause I saw where she, I can't remember what track she was at. She was there and it looked like she had the headgear and stuff on, like she was reporting which she'd be a great reporter as well as a driver, you know, and, and the fact that she is a driver makes her reporting all that much better, but yes, agree. So when we find those women that we can know personally or that we can promote, then it's our responsibility to get them out there. And, and, you know, I, I don't just promote the women. I promote the men too, the drivers. NASCAR is an inclusive sport. Men, women, kids, grandparents, you know, and so we want everybody to understand that everyone is welcome. And that's that's what's great about motorsports. And you can become part of the family when you're, you know, a NASCAR fan or an NHRA fan or whatever it might be for sure. So we did talk a little bit about social media. So um, how do you use it in your job? if you do, and then how do you use it personally to promote what's happening or especially around racing? With my job so much, um, well, I actually just drove for the first time a couple weeks ago. I've been employed there for a couple of years, but I uh, got out on the track at Daytona and I drove. So I promoted that on my Instagram. Um, my friends think that I'm a professional now, but I'm far <laughs> from it, far from it, just having fun. <laughs> um, and then I just really enjoy promoting others because at the professional level and I really want to see the people around me go far. Yeah. So Logan's a great example. Um, I work with another young kid. He actually races locally at New Smyrna Speedway. 
Um, his name's Dylan LeBeau, and I believe he just applied for the NASCAR Drive for Diversity program. Okay. So um, I've been promoting him a little bit, again, on my my social media, but um, I just, I'm really trying to influence my followers and yeah. hopefully open up a new interest to them. Yeah, absolutely. Because, gosh, and that's a great program to drive for diversity. So mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, he can get involved with that and, and move up. There's, there's a lot of young drivers who have gone through that, who now are doing very well. So um, we've got to, got to keep those youngins coming up and, and driving those cars. So I, I drove a race car one time at Springport, mid Michigan. I think it's called mid Michigan now, but it's in Springport, Michigan. My son was there testing his car and it was a, like a front wheel drive. I mean, it was nothing like probably what you drove and there was no one else on the track. I mean, as far as being the only one out there, but that was really cool to do that because had I been younger and I probably would have done more as far as the driving part. Cause I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. So were there other cars on the track or you were by yourself? I was by myself, which yeah, was good. fine by me. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, Daytona's very narrow. Um, yeah. So I, I was comfortable out there on my own, but it was a lot of fun. I think it's a once in a lifetime experience. And if you can get out there and do it, you know, with NASCAR racing experience, whether that be riding with the professional driver yeah. or driving yourself, I think that everybody should try it. Oh, I agree. I agree. And, you know, we did it. Let's see. We were in, I'm trying to think what city in Florida we were in. And then we went, it was near Disney. I know that. So Orlando, maybe somewhere in that area is where he and I did our experience, but um, they're all over the place. You know, you can look them up or you can get a hold of Kelly. She'll be happy to help you find out you know, what tracks are available for you to do that. And, and some of those drivers are, you know, that's, that's their passion is to get somebody in the car and, and show them what it's really like. Because after I got out of the car, what I was thinking was that was really fun. But if there were 40 other cars on the track with me, all going that fast, I don't think I could do that. That's a little scary to me. But those drivers do that every Sunday. And so there's a lot more to it than you think until you get out there and you're going around at 100 and whatever miles per hour. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. So I do a little fun thing at the end. Uh, Quick answers. It's just some of your favorites. So we can get to know more about you. So just quick answers. Um, And so we're going to start with what's your favorite food or restaurant? My favorite food right now, chicken piccata. Okay. All right. How about a favorite beverage? (coughs) Pink lemonade. Okay. Favorite racetrack food? Hot dogs. (laughs) Favorite color? Blue. Favorite animal? turtle. Oh, I like that. I've never had anybody say turtle. (laughs) 
What's a favorite vacation destination where you've been or somewhere you would like to go? Um, Pompano Beach. It's down by Fort Lauderdale. That's my favorite place. Okay. All right. Favorite candy or snack? Three Musketeers. Favorite race car? Racetrack, I mean. Favorite racetrack? Ooh, Daytona. Yeah, you better <laughs> say Daytona. <laughs> Do you have a favorite movie, actor, or actress? Legally Blonde. Oh, sure. Look at you, little blondie. <laughs> you could have played in that movie, probably. <laughs> favorite musician or type of music? Luke Combs. Oh, good choice. Yeah, for sure. Favorite sports team that's not racing related? Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, yeah. Are you, were you a Tom Brady fan? I was the furthest thing from it until he came to Tampa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was never a fan of his. I always admired his abilities, but I did kind of become more a fan of his when he went to Tampa because, um, he kind of really showed that, you know, he was above and beyond one of the best quarterbacks ever. Definitely. And, and, and my niece lives in Florida and she's a huge Bucks fan. So <laughs> I kind of followed them a little more. Yeah. How about your favorite professional race car driver? Chase Elliott. Favorite holiday? Christmas. Favorite TV or streaming show? Selling Sunset. Oh, I haven't heard of that. Is that a Netflix or? It is. It is. It's it's good. It, it's, okay. it's reality TV if you're into that. Okay. Well, I'm not, but I might check that one out. Um, your favorite thing to celebrate? Birthdays. Okay. And you already told us your favorite toy as a, as a little girl was cars. <laughs> yeah. That's not really fair. It might not have been your favorite. You just didn't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of both. No. Right. Right. For sure. So, well, Kelly, I've enjoyed talking to you. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that we should have either about yourself, your job, your goals, anything at all? I think we covered it all. Okay. I try to be good about covering it, but you never know. Every story's different. And so I want to make sure that there isn't something, you know, that I don't know about you that I should have asked about. So I appreciate that. I, I really appreciate your time. We're, we're doing this. Um, yesterday was the Sunday. Uh, NASCAR was in Chicago. Tomorrow's the 4th of July. So we kind of squeezed it in today because it worked for both of us. And I appreciate your time for sure. Um, you know, I wish you all the best in your future endeavors. I know you're going to go far. And when you get to Concord and you get, you know, working in there, I'm going to say, remember when we did that podcast? I need this. <laughs> I remember you. I appreciate your time. Oh, Thank you for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. So enjoy your 4th of July. And please stay in touch with me. Let me know where you're at, what you're doing. And, um, We'll enjoy uh, keeping in touch and knowing, you know, maybe we'll run into each other in person one day. Absolutely. I hope so. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.